welcome back to the Tenfold Podcast. Yes, we are in a new age. Biden was elected. I know mm-hmm. pretty much everyone I know is really happy about it. I feel like there's a sense of relief in general, it seems. Yeah, and I don't know how I, how much I believe in his capabilities, but that's probably so better. Yeah, than, exactly. Yeah. I think I think just the fact that um, it's just so nice to see people feel positive and encouraged and all of those Hopeful, kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely feels good. Yeah. It's like a turn of events. And like when people are in that energy and stuff, then like better things can happen and hopefully there can be some change. I think there definitely will be. Um, So how else are you feeling this week? Uh, Well, one thing (laughs) I wanted to talk about was The Bachelorette. And so The Bachelorette Australia, but also The Bachelorette US. Oh, yeah. I've heard things about that Okay, so both of the shows I didn't actually watch. Me either. (laughs) But I've been hearing things about both of them, and I just feel like, just like other things in 2020, it's like everything's kind of gone off the rails or like gone off script. And so I heard that in The Bachelor US, which I haven't watched in a long time, but um, that the girl was an older bachelorette. Late thirties, maybe oh. mid late, and that they were like they were selling her as more mature, yeah, and yeah. that she like hadn't settled down because she didn't want to, kind of thing, yeah. and all this stuff. And then she went on the show, had all these suitors, and then literally like right from the start, obviously just liked one of them, and then was supposedly like asking all of the guys on the show constantly about the one guy that she, liked. <laughs> and then they just left. I saw a clip from it that was super awkward, really, and like she basically like i think they were having one of their like first group cocktail things where they do and then no one was talking and then she was like this is really awful no one likes me no none of you are talking to me like it was super awkward oh my god yeah i don't know i didn't watch like any more of it but i saw that and just cringed and was like i don't think i could watch this because it looks awful what did you think of her like what did her what did she She, what did her energy yeah i think her energy seemed like very triggered like she well, was, you would be you in would that be. situation yeah, Who yeah and like a bit defensive in that but like i don't know that's why i always was like i don't think i could go on one of those shows because i think i know just, how you'd react no yeah. i think i'd just be super like awkward and weird <laughs> and just cry the ultimate psychological <laughs> yeah. experiment yeah. well um so she and this guy that she obviously was that she supposedly obviously liked from the beginning yeah. ended up just leaving like midway or earlier yeah the and show. then they just replace her they just replaced her with someone else which is crazy wow. it's so so if anyone's Are ever you watched i would just like i wonder if they would sue her or something i guess like, they just you? like the drama yeah. or something or they if, if anyone's watched unreal and it's the dramatic or like a dramatization of behind the behind the, the scenes, scenes of like the producers. bachelor and the bachelorette yeah and it's really great. And I think also there's actually not that much that's really dramatized. <laughs> and no. I think it might actually be quite true. And that's really juicy and a really fun thing to watch if you haven't watched it yet. Um, and then The Bachelorette Australia just finished. Just finished. And I feel like it had just started. So I think it was really short. Yeah, yeah. I heard that they always make the the Bachelor. female one shorter. Oh, really? So it's only 10 weeks or something. Or 
like I think it only yeah. filmed over ten weeks or some. There's only there's uh, wow. not that many episodes. So, but there's two of them. How is it so short? Yeah. Okay. So that was the thing too. So people were really interested in who they were going to choose for this round, yeah. right? And there's like a lot of really good options, mm. including Brittany um, from Life Uncut podcast that Tori and I yeah. like love listening to and stuff. Who would be I think such a great bachelor. Oh, yeah. And so she'd be very like conscious. And, yeah, and yeah. she's the one who when she was on the Bachelor, she got to the final two. Everyone thought she was going to win. And then he didn't pick either yeah, of them. It was a big scandal. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge rejection. It was just awful. Um, but she's obviously bounced back, done all these amazing things. Mm. But she'd be a great bachelorette. And then also, because of Black Lives Matter and everything that's been going on, they were saying, like, a call for diversity yeah. in the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchises. And... And then they chose, in the end, two blonde like very girls, white. Yeah. <laughs> like who are sisters, to be the bachelorettes together. And it was just very out of left field. I don't understand what the hire or choose, like the casting, casting process is yeah. for that and how they're not reading the room, I guess. So there's yeah. a lot of backlash about it. And also the girls, um, while nice and stuff, I just don't know if they were interesting enough they're, well, they're the too young, young too. yeah the younger one is only well yeah her so 20s the younger one was on a previous bachelor yeah. and she was like one of the favorites yeah. on the bachelor and so yeah she's in her early mid-20s yeah. like early to mid yeah I like so. i don't I think she's, she's 25, 25 yeah. yeah and then her older sister who i think is 28 or 29 and she's still super young and then supposedly she broke up with her boyfriend to go on like it. to go on the show oh. or something like that and like but didn't they only have not that many bachelors to choose from like still less than like the one bachelor has a bachelorette <laughs> yeah. like yeah. so the whole thing was kind of oh and i just i just didn't want to watch like it because I, I was like i'm not really interested yeah. in these girls like even though they seem nice and yeah, stuff like yeah. that and and yeah it's just not and they've also just been doing horrendous editing lately in the bachelor oh, yeah. like bachelor, bachelor in paradise, paradise was like, a nightmare yeah they're not giving you like any of the no. good stuff um, and also because on Bachelor in Paradise, which Tori and I both did watch, they just made it all about the drama, but it wasn't there was even this interesting drama. No. And no. there's this like couple, um, who were so great. So one was, um, Mary, who was, uh, the Brazilian, only non-white, yeah. non-Australian, cause mm. she was from Brazil. Yeah. So yeah Non-English speaking as a first language, um, has a daughter. Yeah. She was also the oldest contestant. Yeah. Um, and she was on the show. She didn't really get much airtime no, at all. No, you thought she was just like the token diverse character. Yeah, and even though she's funny too. Yeah. So, and then this guy who came in as kind of an intruder. So mm. they called him what clean, are they? Skin. clean skins. Because <laughs> he wasn't. He'd so never creepy. been on the Bachelor franchise yet. Yeah, yeah, and he was like super. I don't know, clean. I guess. Or what he would was, you call it? Like squeaky uh, clean. Like yeah, just like a almost like, like all American, but all Australian. Whatever. Yeah, he's just from like, Tasmania, yeah. which I think you would be like is like a small town yeah. type of feeling and he just seemed like a really nice guy but not, very he's not part of the, like, like yeah. the bachelor world or whatever and they had this romance throughout the whole show but they didn't show any of it on the no. show till the very end when they realized they were actually in love and then it's like because oh. there's only like two couples that made it to the end <laughs> yeah and um and then their love story was actually a true love story yeah and she moved to tasmania with her daughter with her daughter and he ended up being like he's like the king of real estate in tasmania so super super wealthy yeah. um and they've been together ever since, which has been like over a year, year now. Yeah. And then she just announced her pregnancy. Yeah, it was so cute. So it's just like, that was such a feel good. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't even shown on the show. So no. you had to follow them on Instagram to find out and see like unreleased it. clips yeah. and stuff like that, which is just 
just so it weird. Doesn't make any sense. Like they need the editors of Love Island UK to come <laughs> on and edit The Bachelor and like yeah. teach them a thing or all the Bachelor franchises in yeah. Australia because they've really gone downhill. Well, oh yeah, of course people want to see some drama, but like you're in it for the love stories in the end like you yeah. need to, there needs to and be a balance and those moments that make you go oh yeah like, like after watching Bachelor in Paradise I was just like I hate society like what is this well like, and also I I never really watched the American Bachelors like I did break right yeah. at the beginning but then not really after and then I wasn't didn't think I'd be into the Australian ones but the earlier days like then when I did watch it those couples, a lot of those couples, they have such a high success rate of the couples yeah. still being together, having kids now. And like you just see them around Australia all the time because Australia is so <laughs> small. So it's just been it was really nice. And yeah. I got really into it and invested in it. I feel like it's, it. it is more like wholesome here, like re- like genuine. And for real, like yeah. they're really trying. But I think that whole like Instagram fame thing is like, over it yeah, now. it has taken in. And then yeah. whoever's editing is just not doing the job. But anyways, with the sisters, so I didn't actually watch it, but I listened to the Life Uncut podcast where they had the, them on after, yeah. right? And like in the news, everyone's just talking about what happened basically, mm. um, like with the girls and stuff and who they chose at the end and what happened. So even if you haven't watched it, you kind of feel like you have. Cause, yeah, because you've seen it everywhere. Yeah, there's not that much to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um. So, but one of the controversies was that the older sister, Becky, the guy that she chose, um, he ended up dumping her like four days after they finished the show. And he, yeah, he said, basically they had like a few days away together and then they didn't live in the same state. So he had to go back to Adelaide and she went to Newcastle or somewhere, wherever she, and, um, and then they were talking on Skype like four days later after they'd had their like lovey-dovey whatever thing although neither of the girls said that they loved the guys but i think because it was such a short production uh, schedule okay. they said it was just too soon to get those kinds of feelings yeah. um that he just on skype basically said actually i'm not feeling it i can't do this uh and you would think like it'd be like at least give it a month like yeah, just try a like little bit some more time um and then yeah and then she was really heartbroken she was really upset and then she went on and was interviewed on the podcast um and because i had read some comments that someone had put on facebook about the two guys that she had chosen between and there was this other guy adrian and all the people in comments didn't like this guy and i was like oh they they were like why this this guy's in a bachelor guy why is he even here like he's kind of smarmy or he's whatever um but uh yeah then so sorry (laughs) i'm not telling (laughs) the story properly anyway so she was saying on the podcast that she does like regret her choice because she actually had really good chemistry like Uh, with that guy but the one that she chose was the one who seemed like bachelor yeah yeah like he was older and and like had his shit together and it would be hard to not like have like australia in the back of your mind being like oh what is everyone gonna think of who i choose and like and I think you go on The Bachelor thinking I'm getting a different quality of man maybe than I normally yeah. would. So I have to like go for that one, even that if it's not my type. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think they had the chemistry. And then I went back and watched the last episode because I wanted to see after yeah. listening to the podcast what had happened and, yeah. and like what the dynamic was and stuff. And it was super interesting because Becky, the older sister, um, with the guy that she had chosen that dumped her. Yeah he she said to him in the last episode like i'm not sure if you even really like me like it was weird because you don't see them say stuff like that normally like and it was her kind of like guessing at it but because he seemed so safe and solid and he just said nice things that she 
felt like she had That's to go with him. Because I feel like I've read like quotes or advice before that are like, if they like you, you'll know. So yeah. it is kind of that thing, like if you're questioning it, then it's probably It's true. Yeah. But then you're just in this weird situation where it's you almost can't like where it's like too good to be true where you're like, Well, he seems like he checks all the boxes, so I guess yeah. I have to And I had this opportunity. I have to choose differently. And then the guy, Adrian, that people were saying they didn't like in the comments, when I saw their date, I was like, oh, like they had so, it was very organic and they had like, they just had so much chemistry. But she was saying on the show, like, I don't want to make mistakes I've made in the past and just go for someone I have chemistry with, which I totally get too. And then it's also interesting because her sister, Ellie, chose this guy Frazier and then the other guy I forget what the other guy's name is mm. the two guys she had to choose between so the other Joe it was Joe uh. and Frazier so Joe actually was a guy that she I think had hooked up with before in Newcastle uh. and like because he's like her friend's roommate and then yeah. when they, he appeared on the show and he didn't know it was going to be her they were both like uh. oh my god hi because <laughs> again Australia yeah. is so small and um, they had really good chemistry and he was like super cute nice guy like yeah. just like obviously he's someone already in her life yeah. right that, and they just like hadn't gone further yet but um i think they had been texting or something like that ah. and he was just like super wholesome loved her loved her family like you could tell that he was like yeah. super super into her and then the other guy fraser is like i you could i was like i would uh, totally think he's a bit of a bad boy he's a bit of like this like boy. Yeah. yeah and um it was just, but when she was describing it to her sister, she was just so obviously into him. And like, yeah, despite how great Joe was, despite how he had everything, not just on paper, but like in, they did have great yeah. dates and stuff in person. But she, she was following the passion when she chose Frazier because she just yeah. could not choose him. And then she ended up going to Joe's villa the night before and dumping him and saying, Aww. I just can't do it. I'm so sorry. I can't stop thinking about Frazier. Yeah. And then on the podcast, so since the show, sorry guys, this is a long recap, but it's just interesting. It's good gossip. (laughs) It's better gossip than an hour. (laughs) I mean, it just makes me reflect on life, our life choices, because I see these things play out with my friends or with me or like with everything, right? And like you, it's just interesting to see these life lessons repeated, right? And with Ellie, so after she chose this guy, Frazier, who was like, He's from Brisbane and he's mm. cute and all this stuff. All this new stuff started coming out about how he's a huge player. He's like hooked up with half of Brisbane. Um, oh. How he had his ex-girlfriend taking care of his dog while he was in the house and told her that he just went on the show for a vacation. <laughs> and so she's been like taking care of his dog in his house and stuff. And then she came forward and like said all this. Th- like, yeah, these did things she like about release it. all their text messages? And yeah. And then so and then this girl, Ellie, went on the Life Uncut podcast and she... They said, yeah, so what's actually going on with Frazier? What's this whole thing? And she felt so bad for her because... She is kind of having to justify it. Yeah, it was so embarrassing, basically, because she couldn't... They're still together at this moment, although they've been doing long distance the whole time. Uh, And so she was saying even on the show that he won't move anywhere else, so she's got to move up to the Gold Coast, which is a big deal to begin with. And then it was one of those things where she's... And she's only like 24, 25. So this is exactly all the mistakes you make, right? But just when she was talking about him and the things like they said, so are the rumors true? Like, who is that girl? What, what's yeah. been happening? She was like, oh, yeah. Basically just verified that, yes, that is his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. 
like but all those things like, are oh, true. But you can be friends with a girl. Yeah, she's like, like I like my guys friends. to be friends with girls. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like when you just have to justify every single shit yeah. thing that's happening because you can't just say how you're this feeling. Yeah, yeah, cuz you don't actually know yet and you're just hoping, you're hoping that somehow yeah. he's not going to be and it's somehow going to turn out all right. Um and I hope that there's like some way that it would, but it doesn't sound it just doesn't sound like yeah. it and even she's moving up to the gold coast and she said uh, they're like oh you're gonna live together because you would think yeah of yeah. course you're gonna live together and she's like oh no 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 i wouldn't want to live with him i would want my own space and i was like oh that's so not true you just know that's yeah. not true that's like you trying to play it cool for this guy who you're yeah. already chasing even though he should be chasing you because you're the one who was on the show i think that's also the problem when they do it when they're too young like yeah like you haven't learned those life lessons and you're just not ready even if you think you are and the other people that they've had on the show before that were under 30 like Mm. it hasn't worked out yeah i don't think i think it's just too young and then also with bachelor in paradise with marion connor the brazilian um mother who is like older like that works because they're both in their 30s and they they both have been through it yeah so anyways i mean we've all been there at least it's not national embarrassment on tv and like even if you are embarrassed like we all we've all understand yeah everyone gets it there's like so much sympathy and stuff and it just sucks (laughs) and you're like oh it's a big life lesson but anyways (laughs) 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 sorry just had to gossip uh today's podcast we wanted to talk about uh moving yeah because i think that is something that's probably on a lot of people's minds um just with everything that's been going on whether it's maybe before all this happened you wanted to move to a different yeah. country and you still have it in your mind that that's what you yeah you're, maybe, maybe especially now, you're now yeah you're like, yeah. More like I've, i'm definitely moving after this or like you want to move i did read some articles about how a lot of people are like reevaluating where they live based mm-hmm. on like the politics the climate the health care yeah. all of that kind of stuff and then and how the country people are stuck in their places now yeah. like you're in your place all the time so it makes you be like oh is this actually the place i want to be living in and like see how your country has reacted to yeah. covid too and decide maybe it's not in line with how you want to react to covid mm. kind of thing so i think right now it's difficult to move to other places although i have seen people doing it i'm part of like yeah. a digital nomad group on facebook and stuff and there are people who are moving around all the time yeah. but it's just a bit more difficult and you have to stay where you are for a while rather than hop around but um it can be done and so and so yeah whether it's like the dream of moving to another country after this is all over Mm -hmm. somehow (laughs) or um just moving Moving to another apartment apartment house house, yeah yeah. maybe another city just moving to live with different people or live on your own or vice versa i feel like we know so many people right now who are looking for new places just even in the same city or like i feel like a lot of people are just yeah reevaluating their living situation and now that they're stuck <laughs> well i think also it's like before we you could use travel and stuff to change up the energy yeah and you'd have so refresh. many other distractions in your life also and like or you'd be at work be all home. the time yeah. like in the office and now if you're working from home and you it makes you the one thing you kind of can change is yeah. where you're living yeah like in terms of your actual physical Space. yeah it's one of the few things we really like still have control over right now okay so we've both moved a lot <laughs> we wrote down a, like kind of a list of our histories we're not going to go into depth about it but like i've actually 
lived in like 10 different cities over the past 15 years. So obviously I lived in Toronto, <laughs> where yes. we're from. And then for uni, I moved to Waterloo, which is kind of a small town, like an hour outside Toronto that was living in residence, and like my first taste of independence. Um, and then first summer of uni, I went and worked as an au pair in the south of France in like a country village. Um, and then I lived in Belgium, which was kind of like an industrial town or Liège, which was an industrial town in Belgium. And then the next summer I moved to Quebec City, which is like the French speaking part of Canada and did like an internship there for a few months. And then my last year of uni, I lived in Paris, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then for law school, I lived in Windsor, which is like another small town, but like right across the river from Detroit. so like on the American border. And then I lived in Costa Rica for a few months um, in like the middle of law school in a beautiful beach town called Hako. And then I moved to Australia and lived in Bondi, which you guys have heard about. And now I'm in the Gold Coast. So yeah, those are the 10 cities in 15 years. Wow. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have everything written down, but yeah, my first big move was to uni to residence which Mm. was a big deal like there's so much emotion i went through like a real depression i think right after you were really sick because i was allergic to the (laughs) (laughs) i had horrible bronchitis i remember i went to sleep like at the beginning it was this really old if everyone if anyone knows about the university of western ontario i was in the delaware delaware hall i love that i remember that it's so cool (laughs) it was like this old it was like kind of harry pottery the whole campus and it has a moat around it Um, it is beautiful yeah it's so beautiful and my residence was like one of the most like the beautiful most beautiful and oldest on on campus um but i was really (laughs) allergic to it and i think it was also hay fever season or something like that and i ate shit food because we were had the cafeteria and stuff and oh the meal i remember not knowing like not being able to breathe that night when I went to bed and like not being but I was so it was the first time I'd ever been on my own right just all of this stuff it went through the emotions and I think it took me about three months which we'll get into later to adjust finally Mm. and feel better and stuff and yeah and for the season the fall season to to finish Mm. um but anyway so yeah uni was first and then I went to Greece and then I went to Italy um and like where I lived for two consecutive summers yeah um, if you listen to our podcast about what was it what did we call my it? first Travel, time my abroad, first time abroad. Yeah. yeah which is pretty popular um then in toronto when i came back and started like working after uni i moved into my first apartment like mm. right in the city which is like really fun and such a cool experience then i moved to costa rica um and then uh, which i had an apartment in costa rica for a, off and on for a year yeah. then i moved to australia uh, where I lived in a hostel for three, two or three months, I think, yeah. to begin with. And then I lived in a share house, like a real share house, yeah. like with another person <laughs> in the room um, for a bit. And then I moved into my beautiful Bondi apartment. Um, and then from there, I moved to Bali like more than a few times. Yeah, you were often on there for like three, I think three times, mm. like a few months each time. Um, and then we moved up to the Gold Coast, which was huge, yeah. um, into our amazing apartment up here. Inside. And then we just moved now. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah. into my actual first real home, so. Which we're recording from right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been a lot of moving. Yeah, and we've moved heaps, and we've 
I think we've gotten way better. We we're always like, we should start our own moving business because we're so efficient. We're so efficient. <laughs> but this is also the thing. Even though we've moved a lot over the years, we I actually move way less than anyone I know like mm. when I was in Bondi. Like yeah. I stayed in the same place for five years. Yeah. So when I settle down in a place, I do tend to stay in it. Yeah. Like I've stayed in the same place every time I went to Bali. In Costa Rica, I stayed at the same place. Like I always rented the same apartment. You're very good at choosing places. Yeah. Wisely, which is something which is that we're we, going to go yes, into exactly. about finding the right place for you because that's really <laughs> important. Um, and that's part of like the settling process. Uh, but yeah. So do you want to talk about like how do you know when it's time to move? Yeah. I think there's a few different things. And I think for me, at least like with Canada and leaving Canada and coming to Australia for me that was just like almost a last resort thing no, right? I sparked like, it because I remember I you left you yeah. came to visit me this was six years yeah. ago you came to visit me for my 30th birthday yeah and you were like don't even try to convince me to move here and I was yeah. like okay I, won't. I think <laughs> I was really triggered because like I felt so stuck in Toronto and I had was like finishing my articling from law school and I had all this debt and like I think I was just like overwhelmed by how beautiful Australia was but felt like it would be impossible because you it. had so much commitment yeah, yeah like I was just like couldn't see a path here and then I didn't even want to entertain it because I was like I like, don't know oh, how to get here just shut down yeah shut down. i remember i said bye to you i walked you to the bus station when you were going home and then i sobbed and sobbed and sobbed <laughs> and came home and laid out in bed because i was so sad oh. i think we we're also really hungover because it was ha- uh, after, after halloween, halloween and we had this crazy yeah. halloween like night out i just remember i was standing on the platform at central station and it was so blue oh. and i was just like looking at the sky and i was like how do i that's get so funny here? because when sid and i yeah. came and visited australia on that first yeah. fateful trip it was at central station when the sky was so blue and we were yeah. like what is this i was just like oh and then i think i got home and it was like november like this <laughs> oh, time God. of year and it was just so cold and dark and i was trying to date but it was going like really shittily and i was just so frustrated by everything and like so depressed well, and i was I just like this th- is too thinking much. when you left yeah. i was like i don't know when i'm gonna see her again yeah like I'm going to have to go. And then I think like two days later, I was like, I got my visa. (laughs) Then Tori just called me and you were like, okay, I'm coming. And I was like, what? Like actual total shock. No, but I think I've mentioned before, like I really tried in Toronto that last year and I really was like, I'm going to like online date. I'm going to join every gym. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do all the things I could possibly do in Toronto to see if I can make it work and like make it my best life. And I still just wasn't happy and I couldn't picture myself being happy and I was just like I need to change and because I'd traveled so much and like knew what it was like to be other places and be Mm -hmm. excited and be like feel like I was actually living my life I was like nah I need something new so sometimes it's a very obvious you're just really sick of your life yeah and, and there's like, almost no other yeah it's like the end of the exactly the bottom, of the li- bottom of the line end of the barrel yeah yeah end of the barrel but then sometimes it's also like a more subtle thing so with bondi like we loved bondi bondi is like so fun it's just the best place if you're an expat and we have the Australia. perfect apartment like right by the, beach, by the beach cheap like it's like you have hall street which has a million really good restaurants bars there's just always something going there's on there's always jobs there's yeah. just always new people like there's it's like an adult playground in a lot of ways yeah. which is like great but also 
like tiring and in the end like we'd been there for four years or something five years five you were five and I feel like we'd kind of done it all and you were just saying earlier before we started recording like uh, when you came back from Bali you were like oh I didn't miss it I won't say it was tiring though yeah I didn't feel I never felt like oh I'm sick of this yeah like I and you go it's it's almost amazing yeah it's like it is amazing but yeah when I would go to Bali uh, and rent out my place when I was in Bali I wouldn't miss it at all yeah and that to me was really interesting because I was like oh I don't actually miss Bondi mm. and I don't miss the apartment but I felt such an attachment to it because I I think while we were waiting for PR and yeah. citizenship and all those things and there were so many things up in the air it was like having that apartment and the landlord was so space. amazing yeah. and they just like loved us and and like would let me have lived there forever and ever and ever basically and never raise the rent like nothing um it was just yeah it was such a safe space so I didn't want to let go of that when I didn't have anything else to hold on to it felt like um but yeah when when I was in Bali and I just could reflect I was I was like oh I don't need to go back like I wouldn't even have gone back to Australia probably (laughs) if I wasn't waiting on my PR and citizenship not because I didn't love Australia but because I was really loving Bali at the time and I was just constrained by visa issues so so that's why yeah that's why I kept coming back I think for me too one of the things was whenever I'd leave Bondi and we'd go somewhere a bit like quieter or like Mm -hmm. travel somewhere else when I came back to Bondi, I was like, oh, this is a bit much for me in a way. Like, I yeah. feel like I was craving a bit of a slower, like, quieter life. And, like, Bondi is that for Sydney standards in some ways. Like, I don't know if everyone would think that, but I, like, it, <laughs> what, like, it yeah. does have its nice, like... You don't feel like you're in the city yeah, in you've comparison got the to other bubble. parts of yeah. the actual city. But um, I think I just noticed every time I was leaving and coming back. Like, I wouldn't notice while I was actually there, but when I would experience something else and then come back I was yeah. like oh I want a bit more of that like quieter cruisier life I think just less going on yeah too. yeah um what else what other reasons uh, so another thing is just like your roommate sometimes you outgrow your flatmate <laughs> yeah it like it just depends on what the energy is because I don't think we always give enough weight to how much other people's energy affects us but mm-hmm. like if you have flatmates that just, I mean, even if they just live a really different lifestyle from you and like, it can really... Well, and this applies to friends too. Yeah. So it could be either like on the smaller scale of wanting to just move apartments or houses mm. or whatever it is to change roommates yeah. and change that environment. Or it could be wanting to change your friend group maybe yeah. and like moving to a different part of a city or moving to a different city or yeah. country yeah. <laughs> if you really need to. Yeah. However big the mood, the move needs to be to change. Yeah. Like the vibe basically. Yeah. What vibe do you want in your life? Um it does it does really make a difference and I like realized even the place I just moved into I didn't like I basically was just like oh I want to meet some nice flatmates and like people that I can be friends with but I didn't even specifically like think oh I need someone who's like wakes up early and does the same thing but I'm like so happy because my flatmates all wake up really early and are really active and like it's a very similar lifestyle and they go to bed early yes (laughs) like the first day I moved in they all went to bed at like 9 p.m and I was like oh like these are my people um and I didn't actually think about it but it's made me feel very at ease and like very at home because like yeah and it helps you be your best self yeah and like stay on that schedule and it's just and be inspired yeah yeah I think also on the flip side like I've in the past have had roommates that just took up a lot of my energy but I didn't even realize how much until they left and And once they were gone (laughs) I remember with one particular roommate I was like 
oh my god like I didn't even realize how much I had been working every yeah. day to like manage the energy manage my energy manage I think what you was kind going of had on. to have a like, constant like shield up that you yeah. didn't even realize and yeah. and I've seen that also with my friends mm. um who've had bad room yeah. bad like it's just people that don't match yeah you and what you need and stuff it's it's just constant so I think you have to be like ruthless almost with with who you live with if you're yeah. going to be living with someone definitely and then I think sometimes you just outgrow the space that you're in. Like sometimes there's kind of just like a season for a certain place that you're living and then it ends. And I think definitely for you and your first Bondi apartment, that was your share house. <laughs> yeah, I think you just reached a breaking yeah. point and were like, I can't live in this. No, that was all supposed to be temporary. Yeah. yeah. But like even my first apartment in Bondi, it was more of like the older like Bondi apartments yeah. that are more, I guess like backpackery and stuff. And I think I was there for a year and it was great. I like, I love my flatmates and stuff, but eventually, cause it doesn't have, it didn't have a living room. It just had like a small kitchen and stuff. Yeah. And eventually I was like, Oh, I want more space and I want like a bit of a nicer place. And that's when I moved in with you and your flatmate moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just want something a bit nicer, a bit different. Um, like when we moved up here and saw our place, it well, was, yeah, the apartment uh, that we moved into when we first came up here was just ridiculous. It was like too much where we were like, this is too nice. Can we move in here? Yeah, <laughs> like, and it was more expensive than what we wanted to pay for up here. Although yeah, by any by standards Bond, in any think, yeah. city like Toronto or whatever, it it's ridiculous. an amazing price. Um, and even for here, it's a good price yeah. too. Like it's not like it's your not. rent is pretty much the same now, isn't it? It's a bit cheaper, but. It's but not like an oceanfront <laughs> apartment, <laughs> so like a giant bedroom and like yeah, like two ba- yeah, yeah, all that stuff. There's just so much. Um, but uh, yeah, we and so that was one of the things too, because we, with that thought, is this are we biting off more than we should be? Like, yeah, is this being sensible? Is this being yeah. all of these things? But um, because Tori and I have a tendency to be too sensible, we think sometimes right. so we decided to just go for it. Yeah, because we're like, we've made this Throw huge caution move, to the wind like, and see what would happen. And the worst case scenario, we'd get a roommate or something like yeah. that. Which we did. We got Scott. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then in the end, it was totally manageable. It was so worth it. It was exactly what we needed. Yeah. And then COVID happened and we were stuck in the most beautiful indoor like, outdoor oceanfront like apartment <laughs> you could all you have to do is open up the doors and you feel yeah. like you're outside with a sea breeze like coming in so it was the yeah it just all worked out exactly as it as it should yeah. best case scenario so sometimes you have to take a chance too but um yeah so i guess now it's like once you actually decide okay i want to move how do you actually find the place yes because i think <laughs> that's really important too and i think people under like not underestimate but like they don't actually put enough thought or time into it sometimes mm-hmm. like I feel like it's so important to actually sit down and make your list as we always say yeah well we talk about that a lot with jobs and stuff like mm. when you're looking for a job write down a list that's not just like everything you want your job to be but what you want your office to be like what you want your co-workers to yeah, be like what you want you to feel, feel like right um, and that's really important. And you kind of have to do that with every aspect of your life. Like yeah. if, if you actually want to consciously be choosing it and, and bringing the right things in. And so it's the same with an apartment or house or like, where, yeah, or your roommates or whatever it is. Like you have to, I think you wrote a list for 
where you just yeah, moved in. Yeah, it really helps because actually I went to see one apartment, but I hadn't written a list yet. And I came back and talked to you and you're like, what's your list? And I was like, I haven't done it yet. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then after I did it, like I just arranged like basically like three viewings in one Saturday or something. And all on my list was basically like, oh, I want like nice flatmates. I want a dog. <laughs> like I want like a space. I don't know. It was, it was pretty simple, but like very straightforward. And then all the viewings I had, had all of those things. And it was just like wonderful options to choose from. It was clear. From. And, and just, then you knew what yeah. felt right when you saw yeah. it. And I think for me with places that I've lived in, every time it's, it's been an a really visceral like gut reaction yeah is it visceral visceral yeah Yeah. and so yeah it's like i walked in and been like this is the place i yeah i feel like i was like that with my place this time i basically got there and was like yep it's just like good vibes like right away i just felt right like it felt good and i think that's because you were able to envision what you wanted it to feel like before you went so then you could recognize it when you were there yeah and i know a lot of people have trouble with that or almost don't think that it's something they can expect yeah so then i like what happens is you just like you'll go and see a place you'll meet the people you'll go back and say oh but i should like it but this person might be a bit weird or or she kind of said that something like this or you know the place felt a little bit like this and then you try and convince yourself yeah that something's right it is hard because if i hadn't seen my place now there was another place i went to after and it was really nice like it was a house and it was on the like canal near your place um and it was really nice like it had huge windows onto the water um and i think I would have been a lot more conflicted or been like, oh, should I get this place? Because it was just a nice place. The people seem nice. But then I just felt iffy about it because the girl who was talking to me was the one who was moving out. Like she was the main one who was like showing I've me the place. I've always had a weird thing with that when, yeah. I, when that's happened. And yeah. then like one of the other girls was kind of like lurking with us and talking a bit. And then like the third girl was just like tanning outside by the pool and came in for two minutes but like didn't seem to care. It was just one of those things where they're like, we're a family and we eat together all the time. But like they just didn't seem to care who was moving in in that way. Which and is so weird. Which was weird and made me be like, I don't know what the vibes are here. But maybe it's not weird for someone else. Maybe that's yeah, just our kind of life yeah, and people. But it was one of those things where like if I hadn't seen my place now before that and I'd seen this place, I would have been like, oh, but it is really nice. And like, oh, I should want it. Maybe it will turn out okay. And but I I just don't think it ever does. I I literally don't really know anyone who's had that situation where it's been fine. Really listen to your gut and like your initial instincts. Because I think it should just be a yes. It's harder to be picky once you're in than, than, you know before you when you can have that choice um one story i have in bondi was when i was at that share house and i got i so i moved into the share house when i first moved to bondi because i didn't have a job yet i didn't know if i was going to stay i wanted to move up to the gold coast but i needed to get sponsored like with my job all this kind of stuff so i was like i wanted something where i was just paying week to week and had no i could just leave it at at a moment's Mm -hmm. notice um and then I got a full-time job and I was like, okay, I need to get out of this situation. So I started looking at places and I ended up like agreeing to get this place with this girl, this Norwegian girl. She was like a social worker and a surfer and she seemed pretty cool, but I couldn't see it because I like someone was already living it or something, but she showed me like the listing and she was legit. It wasn't like a, yeah. a lie or anything. Um, and she was nice and stuff. So I was going to move in with her. And then I think we had a few weeks or something. And we met up 
once and it was great and then we, she was like oh do you want to meet up again and like get a drink or something um and discuss more stuff and I was like okay and then we met up the second time and she was really sick like something uh, she had a cold or something yeah. and then, <laughs> I don't know if it was a cold or whatever we were at neighborhood in one uh, night I and I remember I just was like no <laughs> like I just I don't know what it was and she was saying something about how her friend might sometimes stay in the sunroom and I was like wait a minute like I don't actually know you and like her energy was different yeah. and like okay she was sick too so it wasn't yeah, really yeah. I don't know what it was but all of a sudden it's I just, just like was like this isn't like right yeah this isn't a good mm -hmm. thing I shouldn't do this and um Tori and I had grew up as people pleasers right so yeah. throughout our life there's been a lot of situations where I would just go forward and do something and not, yeah, not feel like you could never bow out ever. You must stick to things. And so that's one of the lessons I've been learning, like my whole adulthood yeah. basically. And so with this girl, I remember I ended up saying, you know what? I'm canceling. So <laughs> I wrote her a message and I felt so guilty about it. Cause I was like, Oh, this is, am I leaving her in a big lurch? Like, is it, but I was like, Oh, you know what? It's Bondi. It'll, it's usually pretty easy to find someone else. Um, and she and I said, yeah, I just actually I think I'm going to like find a place with my current roommates or whatever it was. And she wrote me back and said it was fine. And but, yeah. you know, you can't tell via text. Yeah. So you don't actually know what someone's tone is. And then that was kind of that. And I always felt a little bit guilty about it. And then a few years later, it was so funny. Uh, again, how small is Sydney <laughs> and Bondi and Australia and all that stuff. But this guy that I know that I've been friends with the whole time I've been in Bondi. Yeah, he lived down the street. Yeah, he lived down the street from me. I bought his like base mattress from him and he helped move it up <laughs> just like earlier and stuff um he I ran into him because I hadn't seen him in a while I think he'd like moved to Manly or something and he was with that girl uh -huh. that I was going to move in with like four years earlier or something yeah. and they were together and that was like his new girlfriend and they've actually now gotten married yeah. which is so sweet and like traveled the world and gone surfing together and done all this stuff and I think they're a great couple like they seem yeah. to be really good together and I saw her and I was like oh my god like because we recognize each other yeah. and I was like how was that apartment like all that stuff um and she said oh my god it's so good you didn't move in um there was a like this crazy guy next door and he was really like felt dangerous or something like oh that and god. I only stayed there for like a few months and moved out we didn't like we didn't wow. even stay and it's so funny because that was like another yeah it was one of those like things where yeah knew. and not that I knew there was going to be a crazy guy but, but whatever it was yeah. I just was like this doesn't feel right I'm not doing this and yeah, and it wasn't, and it was also funny because that was another thing where I always felt like a tinge of guilt if I ever thought about that, yeah. and that I had bowed out and all that stuff. But it wasn't just like it was so funny to talk to her a few years later and her be like, "Oh, thank God you didn't do that. That would have been yeah. the worst for you. Like that was such a good decision." Blah 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 blah, and know that she had no hard feelings about it either, yeah. which was awesome. Um, but yeah, Spidey like senses. You got it. Yeah, just, like, be really picky and make sure you do your due diligence and just, like, know what's happening because where you live is so important. It, like, in, uh, impacts your whole life. It's, like, such a big thing. It was funny because I was talking to one of my um, Canadian friends here who had moved here a few years ago as well, but, like, she said when she first moved here, she didn't – she found a place, but, like, she just wanted to get something before she even got here. So she, like, found a place sight unseen and then – just ended up in some weird share house with like creepy people and had to move out and then she got a place with some of the nice people from that house but then 
they didn't really look at it properly and then realized they didn't have like a real stove and just like all this funny stuff where I was like oh like those are like very rookie mistakes that like just look at things like properly and well I was thinking what happens though and it's the same thing with dating or like even with jobs or anything is like okay with dating is a really good one I think Mm. if you haven't met someone where you've really clicked or for a while where they like treated you in the way that you really deserve to be treated or you kind of forget that that even exists or that that can happen and then that's when you start rationalizing things right so like with guys it's like that's when you get into the oh but he said this so he meant this because he likes me like this or blah 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 blah. um he must be and then you meet a guy who just puts in all the effort and is fine and is straightforward and you don't have to guess second guess anything anything, right but like if you haven't had that experience in a long time or maybe ever then how do you know to wait for that and it, it like with apartments or with moving or whatever it is actually the same thing so you just have to go and see a lot of places and then you're going to start to fine tune that um what what would you say like the the measure the compass yeah yeah. the compass and then like so that when you actually get to like your true north place it will ring true and you will feel it and you'll know the difference it can be hard i think having the list is so important because when i was first looking for apartments in bondi bondi can be really competitive and it felt like i was online dating and by the end i was just like i just want someone to accept me (laughs) like because i go see so many places and like some people are really nice and then other people just like never respond or then only the creepy people would like want me to live with that. It was it was one of those things where it felt like dating where like you just have a really bad string and then you're like, I can't tell left I'll from right. You. I don't know like what's <laughs> what. <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you have that list to come back to and like hopefully you're not in too dire of like an urgent rush, it's like, yeah. Yeah, wait for that feeling and trust that you will know when when you see yeah. it and when you feel it. And yeah, with apartments, I've always been super lucky. I've just gone in and been like, yup, this is it. Like so solidly new. And even with this house, like we drove by it and I saw the listing and I just, part of me knew, I was like, oh, we're going to get that. (laughs) But I also, I was super nauseous at the time because it was my first trimester and I didn't even want to be getting houses, but felt like we just had to start doing it. And didn't want to have to even go through the whole process. Yeah. And I remember we missed the first open house for this place because I was just feeling so sick. And and then like the week after we finally went and we like and I'd already seen it from afar. And I just like the whole time I just knew I was uh-huh. like, I know this is going to work out <laughs> like, begrudgingly, which sounds so weird. But I was just not in my best yeah, place in that, yeah. at that time. Um, and then it did. Yeah. And that, like it it's is. been great. It is the perfect place yeah. for us. So. Um, and yeah, if you're trying to like move neighborhoods or kind of scope out a new area, one really good thing to do is just like Airbnb. Um, yeah. That's what we did when we first moved to the Gold Coast. We were going to do it for even longer than we did, but we got here and then found the place right away. But yeah, just like, even if you're just in the same city, like just Airbnb in another neighborhood for like a night or a weekend and just see how it would be like to live there. Well, I knew we were going to move up to the Gold Coast yeah. years before we did. Yeah. And when I came to visit like, th- oh, yeah, like you did. two years before yeah. we moved up here, I on purpose didn't stay with our friend. Like yeah. I stayed with our friends for, for the latter day. half of the yeah. week. But at the beginning of the week, I went to Coolangatta, which is like way further south mm. and rented an Airbnb there. Because I wanted to just see what it felt like over there. And I wanted to get a, like, I wanted to start understanding what the different neighborhoods or communities in the Gold Coast were. 
Um, and that like you yeah you've got to that's a really great way to do it and you could do mm. it even in the city you live in yeah we exactly. always wanted to do that in manly yeah. but we never did it which no, is manly's like a different beach um yeah. suburb in sydney it's like in the far north it's like the beaches in toronto versus yeah. etobicoke or something yeah. um yeah so that's like airbnb is a great way to go about it and then also when i moved to australia for like the first time i stayed in a hostel for I think like two months yeah. before I went and made any, de- well, then I went and did my farm work, but before I went and made any big decisions and the hostel was just great. It was a great hostel and it that's was like a good way to the meet room. People. Yeah. That's yeah. how I met one of my best friends uh, who like hasn't lived in Australia for like five years or six years, yeah. maybe even actually now she's in Scotland and we're still like yeah. such good friends <laughs> and she listens to this podcast too so shout Hi, out Debbie. <laughs> um but uh yeah and like we met at that hostel and we both stayed there for a while and when you're moving to a new country especially it's mm. just really nice to be surrounded by other people who are going through the exact same experience yeah. as you who can offer you advice like the woman who was at the front desk of the hostel was like our mother hen and she you know helped collect our mail would help you with like getting your tax number sorted or like you know you'd know where to go do your banking you'd know where to go find jobs you'd know you know you always had people to eat dinner with and you know go grocery shopping with and just like have those kinds of moments and not feel homesick that Mm. was huge so it's like finding it gives you this little built-in community even if a lot of those people have moved on now uh and didn't stay in australia that was like such a nice way to feel at home starting point for you yeah Yeah. and i'm like and a lot of people had lived in that hostel for months and months Mm. too so that's like pretty common as well if you find a nice one i feel like i know a lot of people who did that when they first came to australia Okay, so now if you've decided that you actually want to move, wait, is there anything else you'd have in choosing a place? Um, what else factors in? Trusting your intuition, gut feeling. I think also, like, we, along with the Airbnb or staying in a hostel, just, like, really trying to figure out the vibe of the neighborhood is, like, important, yeah. too. Because there are some places, like, um, actually, I have a friend who lives in Coolangatta from volleyball, and she was always like, oh, it's so quiet here. Like, even though it seems... Like, it might not seem quiet when you go there all the time. I'm like, oh, sometimes you don't know those things until you've stayed there for a weekend. And then, That's like, true. see if it's, like, people your age or if there's, like, a lively thing or if there's markets or if there's, like... Well, yeah. I love Kulangata. And it's then beautiful. Scott yeah. and I went down there last week just, like, for dinner. Mm. Um, and they have, like, the same kind of... It's, like, a Indian vegetarian... It's not even Indian. It's well, kind of. It's, like, Govinda's, no. yeah. yeah. Indian or Nepalese or something. (laughs) Anyway, so they've got like this vegetarian kind of takeaway, and it's really, really popular. Mm. And so in Burley, there's always a lineup outside it, right? Um, and then they've got the same one in Kulangata, and we were both like, it's completely empty. But there's so many places to choose. Like Kulangata is a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, but in in itself, just walking around the street, it felt really quiet. And then we came back and got ice cream in Burley. And then we've got this little street called James Street here, which reminds me of Hall Street in Bondi. Yeah. So it's just like kind of really cute little shops, a bunch of little restaurants mm. and, and bustling. And even at night it's bustling, but it's like local community yeah. people. And there's like lights on and people out and it just has a really nice vibe. Yeah. And I well, was like, on oh, Sunday yeah. they have like the drum circle. Yeah, like, there's always some kind of something yeah. going on. And for me, that's. I like that. Like, yeah. I definitely like that in, in that kind of atmosphere. So then I was like, oh, this is the right, it's the right place for me. Yeah. 
Okay. So yeah, if you've decided that you do want to move and you've found your place, um, how do you kind of prepare for that move? And some of this more probably applies to a bit of the bigger moves, like if you're moving to another country or another place, but some of it's also just for the smaller moves as well. So one of the first things I'd say, which I think is really almost like cathartic <laughs> is that the right word i don't know yeah. is to marry condo your life yeah <laughs> uh marie mary marie condo marie um, yeah because yeah, it's such a good time to like do the spring cleaning cleaning and like donate like all of your old clothes that you never wear and just go through all of your stuff and really consciously figure out what you need and don't need and it feels really good to like clear things we did that when we left bondi and we just sold pretty much everything that we owned well it helped um, also because we only had a tiny yeah. hatchback to yes, pack our entire life, life up to but it felt so good like it well that's just, the opportunity and like stuff is stuff yeah a first of all but it um there is something about starting fresh yeah. and if you do it like consciously eco-consciously yeah. <laughs> cycling and um reuse and stuff like that but if it's like a fresh energy basically and i've read there's like a lot of things where your things do contain memories like emotions, and emotions yeah. and energy and like your physical stuff and it's a weight that you carry around with you even if you hide it away in a storage unit and stuff <laughs> you've got this weight on the you all the you. time yeah. um so yeah it's a really good time to give that a shuffle right just like give it some fresh air and clear it out yeah definitely physically and, and you don't metaphysically like it's not like we just got rid of everything and then spent heaps of money replacing it all either no. we really like tried to sell everything we could on facebook and then also found things well and then kind like of like create capsule collection and, yeah. of what our new existence yes. was <laughs> and also because you change as a person right so yeah. whoever you were even five years ago is not who you are now most likely like in certain ways right you've grown and learned and you want to you probably want that to be reflected mm, in some ways in in the things that surround you, just like the people that surround you and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think another important thing, and this is helpful if you've like Airbnb'd in advance or like know the neighborhood a bit, but is just like really find your local spots and like clubs and stuff and find, like when we first moved to the Gold Coast, we joined like Karma, which was the um, what's co-working, co-working space because it has like a really nice vibe and felt the community feeling and we went to all these different like random events that we found online we and Brazilian really, jiu-jitsu yeah and we went to what was that like a docu nature no environmentalism documentary yeah, night we screening Facebook events are great for stuff yeah. like that and you're way and more like an ocean saving thing we went to a lot of different things we and we actually. joined like the 440 run club we really tried to like like get our feelers out there and just yeah. to see what felt right again but you, mm. you need to like go and explore yeah. to do that <laughs> oh and we did the burly heads um cleanup like yeah that was really good. that was really cool i always wanted to go back to that <laughs> we only we went there one time <laughs> um yeah so what was i gonna say also oh yeah like when i went to bali i joined the local yoga studio mm. and actually joined two local yoga studio local yoga studios and just got really like it's really good to have a routine too so and like even though i was in bali i would feel anxiety about being on my own i met friends right away um also through a co-working space which was Mm. dojo in in chengu um 
co-working spaces are great for meeting new people because they always have event always new people are coming in and they've got really good organizational events to get you socialized and like together and like whether it's like friday drinks or like morning breakfast or all those kinds of things so that was like a really nice way to meet a crew in bali and that's how i made my friends every time that i went um even though because it wouldn't be the same people yeah even though i went three times on like within a year and a half or something um and then yeah and then the yoga studio too um doing a course is a really good way too to like start to just feel like you're a part of things and a good way to meet people um and just building some kind of routine that hopefully has like physical activity involved in it i think yeah yeah i think for me like when i came to bondi too i just joined a lot of clubs like i joined a running group that i still have like amazing friends from yeah i did a marketing course and i have friends from there i we joined like 500 sports teams <laughs> um and then even going to the gym like and just yeah the, my flatmates and stuff so there were i was kind of just branching out into as many different avenues as i yeah. could to meet different people um and like some will stick and some won't but it's just you've got to really like have that attitude to just kind of be open to all the opportunities at the beginning yeah and two things okay one that just reminded me how many sports teams did Tori you and I try and join to meet guys that we thought would be this would be a great way to meet guys because people always say like you can meet great guys through sports teams which I think you can and I have friends who have but then we We joined like we tried to join it was like a touch footy team or something the first time right which is like an Aussie thing and then but then it was all sold out so they were like oh do you want to play gridiron football and we were like yeah sure because I didn't even know what it was we didn't realize it was American football And then we ended up doing that, and it was all guys, but they were just, like, the worst. Yeah, they were just, like, they were, like, overly competitive. And I think we were the only two girls on the team, but the reason was because they were the worst, and no girls, they had actually been on a team with their friends before, which is a big warning sign if then they're on an individual team, because they couldn't get any girls who'd want to play, because they just, like, called the ball the whole time. The last game... I don't know if we won or lost. We were already losing. No, we had lost already, and it was like a losing, losing game. game. And there was like the last throw, and like someone threw it to me, and this guy like jumped in front of me and intercepted <laughs> it, who was on our team, because he like didn't trust me to so catch excited, the ball. Because we were all like, "Yay, Tori's gonna catch the ball!" And then yeah, uh, and then I forget his name, but he uh, is like Dean or like I Dean. Or something. I think I've like blocked. He like the jumped in front, took the ball, and then our the one of the guys on our team was like, "And that sums up the whole season." yes it does um and then we tried to join a touch Touch team the next season which we did actually and they begged us to come back and do the touch radar like the the facilitators of the thing because i couldn't find girls to be on these guys team um and then so we were like no we really want to play touch footy and so we went pretty far like it was in glebe glebe to go play touch footy and we end up on a team with like it was all people in their 40s i think we're, who like were married, married with kids yeah and they were so nice <laughs> we were just like what is <laughs> like what is the luck because one of our friends she plays touch footy like two yeah, and two different teams guys and like it has all these crazy <laughs> stories and then we were like oh we're just not like not meant, meant to no. like do it through this way and then it rained i think every week or something yeah. so we only played like two games but it was so funny yeah anyway so that so. was just a one tangent but <laughs> the second thing i wanted to say was um when you move somewhere like and you're doing you're in a new environment you're you know so things are fresh like 
you have an energy and freshness about you and like that's really something to capitalize on because it doesn't last forever and it's like it's great for you to like go out and that's when you try new things because you also if you're someone who gets nervous or anxious because everyone does it to a certain extent to do these kinds of things and put yourself out there it's always like the best excuse i'm new i'm new i'm new like that's just the great way like people come up and approach you like they want to be your friend or like you can kind of tell right like you're like a beacon of light in that moment so it is a fresh energy like when shoddy first came here she hadn't moved here yet but she came to australia and like had quit her law job and was traveling and she had such a like glow about her and was like so open to everything and she was just like bringing in all the like good energy and people and like you can tell people are attracted to that and so yeah everyone deserves to have those moments right Mm. and and like if you're in that situation then you know take advantage of it yeah um okay i want to go through this uh stages of moving thing that we did a while back actually was there's an article on our website about it but it probably we'll applies, link to it in the show notes yeah it probably applies more to if you're moving like countries but it could apply i think a lot of it applies to just moving in general yeah um and it's kind of like almost like the five stages of grief or whatever they talk <laughs> about but related to moving so the first stage is basically like pre part of the pre-move which is like when you've decided you're moving and then you're just super excited you're like oh my god i'm moving and you like tell everyone and you're like super enthusiastic and just daydreaming about your move and how amazing it's going to be and it's just like all the excitement and butterflies and the lovely parts of it so that's like the fun part (laughs) um that's like when i got my visa for australia and i was like yeah also in that there's sometimes a flip is that a gecko (laughs) yeah There's like a flip side of that too, where you sometimes have naysayers who are like, oh, I don't think you're really going to do it. Or are you sure that's what you need to do? So it's like, then you've got that, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, you're like really determined. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next stage is uh, kind of like the rose tinted glasses stage where you know, now that you know that you're leaving, you look at wherever you are right (laughs) now and are like, oh, but this place is so nice. I'm going to miss it. And like, I feel like I had that so strongly right before I moved to Australia because I had finished my law job like a month early and most of my friends finished around the same time and we were like waiting to get called to the bar and become a lawyer. So it was like peak summertime Toronto and I had just like started dating someone seriously too and everything was just like summer, parks, like good drinking. Like it was just the (laughs) ultimate like adult life but with no responsibility yet um so it was definitely like that where I was like oh my god like can I leave this ah um but I feel like that always happens because when you know you're leaving something it always just feels better and then everyone's kind of nicer to you because they know that you're leaving Mm -hmm. and it's just like you're getting like more attention in a nice way and there's just I feel like that in Bondi too yeah yeah definitely in Bondi it was the same and I feel like right before we left there was like the most beautiful beach weekend where we were like (laughs) oh bondi Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's a rose tinted glasses stage and then the next stage stage three is the fear and anxiety stage so that's when you're like oh fuck am i doing the right thing like were those naysayers right yeah it like sets in because it becomes more real because it's like impending and then you are just all those doubts run through your head and you're wondering is this the right move? Am I going to miss everyone? Am I going to regret it? All this. And you just kind of circle in your head into that like loop and wonder if you're making the biggest mistake ever and run through every worst case scenario. So yeah, that's not the fun part. (laughs) And just know you can always move back. 
Yeah, that's like a big thing. thing. Like you can always move back. So, um, and then once you actually move, you you probably will go through a stage where you're like, "What have I done? <laughs> what yeah. is this?" And that's usually I would say like the first few days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had that when we were moving up here. Not once we got here, but more so during the move. I think when we were in Byron and yeah. it was really cold and we were like, ah. Well, we had pictured this like surfing Beach sunshine Byron like vacation. week in Byron on the way up and it was like emotional, dark, like poetry writing type of It's that weather. time where like everything still feels really uncertain and you don't know how anything's going to play out and you're kind of like, and I feel like I've gone through that so many times in all my moves. Like I remember, I feel like I have a specific memory of like Quebec when I was in my residence and I got there the first night and didn't know anyone yet and was yeah. like, oh my God, what like, am I doing? What is this? But like, it's just such a familiar feeling now because I've That's done the best so thing about getting times. older, guys. You yeah. have you experience the same thing over and over again to the point where you're like, oh yeah, that thing. It's not, it doesn't feel so scary or potent because no. you know that you've had it before you know, and it passes yeah. and it's not the truth. Yeah, but that part is, that part's the part that you just have to get through and you need to know that it's going to happen no matter basically what, like, you'll have that at some point and be like, oh no, am I going to make friends? Am I going to be like, like this place? Am I going to get a job? Like all of those things will go through your head and you'll probably think like, I'm going to be lonely forever, (laughs) like blah, blah, blah. But then you get to the next stage, which is like the belonging and joy stage and you being like, oh, I can't believe I can do this sooner. The clouds have parted. Yeah, and it's like where the magic begins, and it may take days, it may take weeks, it may take months, um, but eventually you'll start to slowly feel like you're you're home. Like you'll yeah. have, if you get into your routine, you'll start having like your local spots. You'll start recognizing the same people. You'll start making friends. Like you'll really just start to slowly build your life there, and just yeah, enjoy. It just takes time. It, does. it really does, and it. I think the whole thing is like it is a roller coaster and you'll kind of go through those phases again at some point. Like at some one day you'll be like, oh, my God, this is the best place ever. And then the next day you'll be like, ah, I miss my friends or I miss this or that. But yeah, no, it goes through stages. And for us, I think the magic number is three months. Yeah. Like three months for stick sure. something out for three months and then see i remember that's how i felt in university that's when i first yeah. thought about that because i thought it was after three months i was like oh this is great but it really did take three months like <laughs> it does and i i feel like for me too i've done so many stints of places that are like three or four months and it really is at that point where like i'm like oh no i don't want to leave anymore yeah. like you're really getting into it and really starting to like gel with more of your friends and like have your spots and do all Mm -hmm. of that and like that's kind of like the sweet spot usually yeah so i'd say definitely give it three months and what you were saying like you can always move back that's the main thing and i've said it before about moving to australia where i was always like what is the worst that can happen i go and i hate it and then i like appreciate canada more and go back and can slot back into my old life like your old life or your old place is still there like you can always move back to that neighborhood or country or whatever um so just that's the same thing with bondi too so we set ourselves a limit where we said we'll move up to the gold coast for winter for australian winter the three months and then we if we want to come back after that we will and we'll just say oh we went away for three months and now we're back yeah so it's not spoiler alert we did not like never looked back (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah just know it doesn't have to be like so serious or daunting and like if it's something you're thinking about and have been thinking about you should probably just try it and yeah. like i think especially with covid and this stuff happening it's making so many people be like oh i should have done that because like now that you're not allowed to it probably makes you realize 
that you want to do more so yeah, or then it would yeah. have been such a big deal yeah or, yeah so I you never know how much time you have left right no so. no and one thing I do think we should talk about too is also how you deal with homesickness because mm. it's inevitable I think if you don't get it you're really lucky even yeah. in a new apartment or a new thing yeah right? no definitely um so one of the things when I moved across the world to Australia mm. like by then it's like we had FaceTime and WhatsApp and Viber and video chat and everything. And it just, you're not ever really far away from home. The world's pretty small. Even if you feel like you are now, like I literally talk to my parents every single day and can see them every day if I want to, Mm -hmm. and probably communicate with them more than I did when I was in Toronto because we weren't communicating in that way all the time. So, um, and same with you too, when you were in Toronto and I was in Australia, like we were, even though I was like, when will I see you again when you left that we time? Were messaging I, every day, all day on WhatsApp. Yeah, like, like all day. So, and you can do that with yeah. anyone in your life. So people just become like, it's like they become inside your head. Yeah, well, just, I feel like both of us always just walk on the boardwalk and like FaceTime our friends. And it's yeah. just like you're going for a walk with your friends, essentially. Um, so that is something that you can do to like really like and build that kind of into your routine too, yeah. to give you those feelings of just like, that you're not alone and stuff especially when you feel yeah. alone at the beginning but one of the things i will say is there's also a little bit of a trap with that too is if you use it as a crutch to not move on and meet, meet new people else. or yeah. do any of that kind of stuff like the first time i came to australia uh i was still in a relationship with this guy in costa rica and we ended up just facetiming all day every day and i remember just walking around sydney <laughs> and i would like do freelance work on my computer yeah. at a cafe and i was just talking to him talking to him all the time and yeah. i eventually ended up going back to costa rica because i just wasn't really here yeah. so like i don't even really consider that time as me being, in, being australia. in australia i don't really count it because i just i wasn't i was still in costa rica so you don't want to get into that too and no. you have to be like conscious of that so there is like kind of a line to to watch it definitely is i think for me, a lot of the time, I'll usually have, like, one day a week sometimes where I'll FaceTime, like, a few people and kind of, like, yeah. have Sunday morning like as my, like, day. yeah, which is nice. Um, I think another thing is just, like, really making your new place your home. Like, really um, nesting and making it an environment that's, like, so cozy and, like, somewhere that you really want to be. Yeah. Get plants. Like, I just bought a really nice, like expensive duna cover for my (laughs) new bed and my new place because i was like i just want it to feel fresh and new and like really mine and like a bit luxurious in that way (laughs) like Like comfort that's your that's your safe space and make it just like yours like really um i feel like when i was younger i didn't do that as much because i was like oh i can't spend money or like i just i don't know i didn't think about it in the way or didn't realize how much it of a difference it makes but it really does like Mm -hmm. impact you um and then one of my other things was you can also watch netflix <laughs> like yes. just watch your favorite shows like when i was in um paris on exchange i was like how did i actually have time to do this but i was a student so i don't think i actually had that much class and it was really cold in winter and like i was really social and hung out with people but you still have time and so i just like binge watched gilmore girls and the kardashians that whole time <laughs> and i had never watched the kardashians yeah. until i and came I to visit you, you in paris <laughs> and it was so cold i remember it was like and i you had to like huddle in my, my bed. boots like my feet were also <laughs> cold and we came home at night like just yeah. actually frozen and then you'd put on the kardashians and i was like what is this <laughs> like and then i was so hooked 
Um, yeah, so just the things that give you comfort or make you feel yeah. like watch The Office or Friends or I mean, something like, that makes you feel like... Have your favorite foods. Like, there's a lot of different yeah. things you can do. Like, know what your... Um, your things are that make you comfortable and even if that is like making sure you go for an ocean swim every day or doing like Mm -hmm. your favorite hobby like there's a lot of different things that i think can help like make you more in the moment also get physical go for a walk or go do an actual activity and journal you have to remember to journal yeah i think that's huge because then you can see your roller coaster of emotions yeah and don't just journal when you're feeling bad journal when you're feeling good too so you can be like oh yeah okay last night i felt like shit this morning i feel great and tonight i feel like shit again like it just it goes up and down you know it will pass then like yeah yeah. and that none, none of it's none of it's permanent definitely not so do we have any other advice no i think that's most of it i think it's really just like I hope that listening to this has made you realize if you've thought about moving or like either if it's to like a completely new country once COVID is more under control or just neighborhoods, like just go for it. If you're thinking about it, I think there's a reason. I think it's not a big deal. You like now that you've listened to this, hopefully you know a bit more what to expect and like have, um, yeah, just have And give yourself at least three months. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then after three months, you can trust what your feelings are. But before the three months, you can't trust anything. No. (laughs) But yeah, moving, I think, is great. I think it's just like, it is a fresh start a lot of the time. It like shakes up your energy, gives you a new like perspective and a new environment. But you need to do it with intention. That's the thing, with intention. And that's what makes a difference. And just remember, three months, that's the magic number. And have your list. Yeah, and write a list. (laughs) Give it a go. Um, Good luck. (laughs) And we hope that you have as great experiences as we've had. Like, even the bad ones have been good. So, And send us pictures of your new places. (laughs) (laughs) And your new bed sheets. Yes. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would love it so much if you would leave us a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. And make sure you're following us on Instagram. So that's at TNFLD underscore. And Facebook is at TNFLD. And now it's time for the woo-woo part of the podcast. So one thing that we realized we didn't mention that's also important is when you're moving into a new space, you have to clear out the energy of whoever lived there before you Mm -hmm. and just like make sure that it's a nice, clean vibration, I guess, for you. It's kind of like setting the intention of the space for for yourself. Yeah, it's true. Um, So just doing any nice little ceremony with it, if it's like a smudge stick or sage or reiki or a mantra candles some journaling just like setting aside a bit of time when you first move in bringing inviting some friends over if you have friends Mm -hmm. where you've moved um it's just like christening your yeah new place exactly (laughs) and you can do that in whatever way feels Mm -hmm. like original or valid to you but yeah if you're looking for a mantra and you want to sing to your new place this could be it (laughs) (laughs) exactly so again uh paying homage to the practice in bali uh we're gonna sing one of our favorite mantras and we'll just do it three times yeah okay oh 
Kamasoma joy tea, Gamaya Richorma Amritam Gamaya. Woo! Woo.